0: Hello, my name is Tom Boone.
1: And I'm Joanna Bailey.
0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Simple Flying Podcast, where we'll give you the lowdown on the latest news from the world of commercial aviation. Here's what we've got for you this week.
1: Coming up today, Tom will tell us about six A380s that have gone up for sale, while I provide some insight following our webinar with WizAir's CCO last week.
0: I'll see why Singapore's Scoot Airlines is operating flights within Europe. And Joe will tell us about the seaplane company looking to cut travel time between Boston and New York by 80%.
1: Finally, Tom will look back at when Ryanair sold advertising space on the sides of its planes and just how much it cost.
0: So now you know what's in the store, let's get on with the show. And I thought I'd start today just by talking about A380s, because that's my thing. <laughs> let's get it um, out of the way early. <laughs> yeah, but I you know it, it's a bit different this week, because we're not talking about Lufthansa or British Airways or even Qatar Airways, you know, we're talking about Malaysia Airlines this week. We don't talk
1: about them enough.
0: I know, exactly. So the reason we're talking this week is uh, because the airline is putting six of its, A380, all six of its A380s up for sale. And Literally, anyone can make an offer for the plane because they've taken a really bizarre w- road to advertising the aircraft. Because if you were advertising an aircraft, Joe, where would you put it? Um, eBay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't know. I think there are some specific kind of yeah. websites out there, aren't there?
0: Yeah, well, I guess you wouldn't have said LinkedIn.
1: Oh, no. (laughs)
0: I'm not (laughs) sure that's
1: a a particularly hot sales market there.
0: Well, apparently it is according to Malaysia Airlines because they posted on their LinkedIn page that they are going to sell their six A380s and they're all just the components. It's up to you what you want. Um, But if you're interested, you need to email them by 12pm Malaysia time on Thursday the 12th of August and let them know what you're going to do with it and I guess how much you're going to pay um how much do you I reckon thought, they'd
1: sell me a business class seat for
0: <laughs> that's actually a good point I didn't think about that before Or maybe a window
1: um, cut I don't know I <laughs> could make a clock yeah. out of it
0: just the nose cone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's an interesting one because It's 6A380 aircraft and um, according to chaviation.com, the fleet combined has 2,924 seats and they've got an average age of 9.2 years because all six aircraft were delivered in the space of a year, meaning they don't differ too much in age. So the oldest aircraft was delivered in May 29th, 2012 and the youngest is... um, March 28th 2013 so it's only 9.74 years to 9.8.72 years um it does put them on the older end of the scale you'd think but interestingly well, the A380s, youngest,
1: 380s, but not for planes in general yeah
0: yeah of course <laughs> but interestingly the youngest of the planes is actually the hundredth A380 that was delivered by Airbus
1: oh significant plane
0: yeah so it's it's quite an important one but it is I I, I ran the numbers and um the according to ch aviation's data the current fleet has a market value of 273.34 million dollars which is less than a brand new MRSA a a380 if i recall correctly but (laughs) well yeah um, it
1: is
0: (laughs) you know i i wonder if if they were even able to sell all six if they'd get anything close to that money because there's just so many A380s going left right and centre right now you know yeah. it's not like why why pick Malaysia Airlines when
1: there's a load and, of air you know, France one sitting around somewhere <laughs> it's the
0: whole supply and demand thing you know instead of yeah. um, demand going up and cost you've got supply is just so great you know like it's just going to be worth it's scrap metal I believe but yeah. we'll see
1: it's a shame, it really is, mm. but uh, such is life for the superjumbo right now, unless it belongs yeah. to Emirates. yeah. So, I wanted to just give a little feedback on our webinar last week for those who might have missed it or maybe didn't even know it was on. How dare you? Um, We had the lovely George Michalopoulos with us, who is the Group COO of Wizz Air, um, Mm. and a wonderful chap, actually, very friendly and lovely to talk to. So, we got a little bit of insight on what's going on at Wizz Air. I mean, as as we all know, it's kind of been the, the one airline that's bucked the trend of kind of buckling down and grounding planes and not doing anything in 2020 because it's been doing loads. It's got yeah. loads of new bases, hundreds of new routes. Um, and, you know, he explained that actually in his eyes, the pandemic was the perfect time to expand. You know, yeah. other airlines were pulling out of services. So some routes that were flyable were woefully underserved and that really created a unique opportunity for Wizz. So that's exactly what it's done. It's leapt on all those opportunities. Um, and actually by this summer, it's going to be flying more than it did in twenty nineteen, which I think is an incredible achievement. So
0: yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, during the third quarter, which um, is starting kind of now-ish, I think, it's going to be flying around 20% more flights than it did in Q3 of 2019. Um, And that's actually because it's also upgaged its fleet. It's now got more A321s than it did two years ago. So those planes are bigger. Um, There's actually nearly 25% more seats and 23% more available seat miles compared to the same quarter. Um so, you know, it's a really robust outlook from the airline. You know, in the past, it's been kind of bullish and not everything's come off as it maybe could have done. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's got some really key markets. One of those is Italy. Um, as I think, you know, everybody will know, it announced a massive expansion out of Naples. That's its sixth base in Italy. Um, mm. And it's going to be serving 26 destinations um, around 18 new routes. So, you know, it, Mr. Macopoulos told me that this is about good relations with Italy as well as having, you know, this strong domestic network. I think that's key for Italy because you don't, that doesn't get affected by all these random border closures and green lists mm. and what have you. So, um, you know, that's been really beneficial for it. But also, you know, it's, it's about Alitalia and the financial and operational difficulties that airline has had. You know, it's it's been under extraordinary administration for around four years now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's been under government control for over a year. So um, he said it's arguably the only European country where the flag carrier is scaling back. Um, so, you know, and Wiz is quite happy to jump in and, and fill all those gaps in the mm. in the network. Um, but partly what's driving this growth through the summer is, of course, the Abu Dhabi subsidiary, which only launched in January this year. So it didn't even exist in 2019. So literally everything it does is 100% more capacity. Um, at the moment, it's only flying to a few destinations nations it's Egypt Greece Moldova Serbia Cyprus and Ukraine Um, but interestingly all of those apart from Egypt Ukraine and Moldova are green list um, countries so much like the UK airlines are kind of targeting all their capacity at wherever we're allowed to fly they're doing exactly the same over there in Abu Dhabi Um, I mean it makes sense well, it does. It's not the way they wanted to grow, of course. They wanted to be more methodical in picking their yeah. their routes. But uh, at the moment, they've just got to fly where they can. Um, so, you know, the, the green list in Abu Dhabi got updated a few days ago and there were some new countries added. They've now got 35, I believe. Um, hmm. A lot of those are impossible to reach um, for Wiz Air, like Canada was added, for example, and Vatican City and, and the Netherlands, which isn't yeah. really uh, on their radar, I shouldn't think. Um, but there were some interesting additions. Albania, Armenia and Romania are all well within the ULCC's reach. So perhaps we'll see um, some more destinations coming to with Air Abu Dhabi soon. Um, yeah. But he did mention, of course, they're really keen to expand from Abu Dhabi. And when the A321XLR comes in, they could well base one or two over there. Um, they're definitely eyeing India as a potential destination. And with the XLR, he mentioned that they could go even further than the Indian subcontinent. you know, so kind of into the, the central and west of Asia, which would be really exciting. Mm. Um, but one place it didn't do so well with its expansion this year was Norway. Um, if you remember, it, it launched a base in Oslo and started serving domestic routes and was going to kind of replace the Norwegian capacity in the domestic market there. Um, but it didn't go very well. And, you know, the way he explained it was that they kind of underestimated how much the system is set up to support local carriers. Um, yep. He realised that it, it was never going to be in a level playing field, so they wouldn't be able able to compete on equal terms. And at the time, there were loads of other opportunities knocking on the door. So, they just moved that capacity elsewhere. They're still at Oslo, but they're not flying domestic anymore. Um, And other than that, they've done rather well. You know, they're now the largest airline at Luton. They desperately want more slots at Gatwick. And he Hmm. was very quick to say that these slot waivers are nothing more than uh, slightly concealed extra state aid. (laughs) So, uh, So, yeah, I think we'll continue to see lots of exciting stuff from with and I did enjoy our chat so thanks if you came along and I hope you enjoyed it too um, and I can't let this go without just slightly plugging our next <laughs> webinar <laughs> which will take place on July 29th at 11am London time um, and this time I'll be chatting with Johan Lundgren who is the CEO of EasyJet so do sign up and come along to that one if you can.
0: Mm, I'm very much looking forward to that one so I am as <laughs> I've well he's such up.
1: an interesting guy I'm, I'm really excited to talk mm. to him.
0: So, I wanted to move back to, um, to the sort of Asia with, while remaining in Europe with my next topic. So, last week, Singapore Airlines operated its first fifth freedom flight between Copenhagen and Rome. Mm. But another Singapore fifth freedom flight is coming to Europe, and this time it's operated by the airline's lower cost subsidiary, Scoot. Ooh. So, in under a month, the airline's 787s are set to start intra European connections between Athens and Berlin. Hmm. so it's all going to launch on tuesday august 10th with a scoop boeing 787 arriving in athens at 7:50 in the morning but rather than returning to singapore straight away the aircraft is going to complete a much shorter hop up to berlin Brandenburg airport where it will remain for around an hour before flying back to singapore via athens once more cool. and it's going to be departing singapore on tuesdays and thursdays sort of as follows so It's set to as uh, TR722, it's going to depart Singapore at uh, 10 minutes past 1 in the morning, arriving in Athens 11 hours and 40 minutes later at 7.50. And then it departs Athens at 9.50 for a three-hour flight up to Berlin, where it gets in at 11.50, and it just stays there for an hour, leaving Berlin at 12.50, getting to Athens at 4.50, another three-hour flight. And finally, it's going to leave Athens at 6.30 and get back to Singapore at 10.30 the next day in the morning. So another 11-hour flight. So it's it's quite the round trip, you know. It's over 24 hours for the airplane. Um, Yeah. Not necessarily flying, but definitely in terms of the the time, um, but you can but catch it's that
1: European hop as a fifth freedom. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. it's a fifth
0: freedom. So, what's really interesting about it is it actually makes it cheaper than the low cost carriers that are flying that route.
1: What? Um, <laughs> That's yeah, crazy. I did.
0: I ran the numbers, and um, just looking at the inaugural day, so August tenth um, on. Uh, back when we wrote the article, so Scoot's tickets are starting for fifty euros going Athens to Berlin and fifty-one Berlin to Athens. Wow, that's easyJet. Yeah, easyJet is ninety-nine from Athens to Berlin. um Aegean is one hundred and fifty-one from Athens to Berlin, and Ryanair is seventy-one from Athens to Berlin. Wow. So, it's crazy because, you know, it's it's fairly comparable because Scoot is already kind of an LCC and none of these um, fares that I've just mentioned include checked baggage. You know, Ryanair doesn't even include the carry-on size bag. but um,
1: <laughs> Or EasyJet anymore, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy how, you know, it's cheaper to fly on a 787 Dreamliner that's come <laughs> from Singapore than just one of the local LCCs, but... um it could You could end up on a Dash 8 or a Dash 9, I guess, because um, Scoot has twenty seven eight seven Dreamliners equally split between uh, the two types. And they've got two cabins on board. So while you're not going to get the luxury of the business class cabin that Singapore Airlines has between Rome and Copenhagen, you know, there is a sort of premium... Cabin at the front, which is two, three, two rather than three, three, three. So,
1: oh, a bit like premium economy then, rather yeah. than proper business. premium economy with yeah. a
0: baggage, meals, power, and Wi-Fi. So,
1: oh, that's all right. I imagine that they will be fairly popular. <laughs> <laughs> Germans love yeah. holidaying in uh, in Greece, don't they? So, I think they'll be. A, I think those flights will be booked out.
0: Yeah, no, I I mean I was looking um I wanted to book a flight but it doesn't really work for me so getting to Berlin and that. So yeah. maybe they're finally going to do one say from Frankfurt to London sometime soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping for one from Exeter, but you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you've got your Seychelles coming from Bristol, so
1: True, true, <laughs> true, true. I did float the idea of a, a media trip on that that particular flight. Um, sorry, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's an, an Air Seychelles charter going from uh, Bristol, which isn't very far away from me, um, to the Seychelles via Dubai. Um, but it's only on like four dates next Easter. Um, hmm. Anyway, still super exciting, still really holding out for that media pass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Anyway, hmm. one thing that is going to happen is that people, who work in Boston and need to get into New York for meetings or vice versa will have a new way to make their connection. Um, So this is seaplane operator Tailwind, which you may or may not have heard of, but they've been around since... I must admit I haven't. No, I guess you've got to be a New York local to really know that they're there. Um, Hmm. They've been around since 2012. And, you know, they've been operating quite a few services to, uh, for example, the Hamptons. Um, They also fly to Montauk, to Shelter Island, Um, you know. And this is from uh, what they call the Skyport, which sounds like some sort of futuristic floating space anomaly but uh, no it's actually it's actually a a port that's at manhattan um where the seaplanes can land um and now they've added boston harbor um and this is going to be the first service to use the new boston harbor seaplane base um and actually tailwind was instrumental in getting this seaplane base set up they've been lobbying Mm. for like three years and and working with the local governments to to try and allay any fears about um, interfering with the river traffic and stuff but um now it's open it's Got FAA approval, everything's sorted, and they are launching on the 3rd of August. Um, and for people that do tend to travel between these cities, I mean it's a complete game changer. Um yep. Normally, if you want to fly between the two places, it's it's a pretty lengthy trek. Um, you know, you've got to you've got to get to the airport like two hours before your flight goes. And then yep. the flight itself between any of the New York Air, airport area airports and Boston Logan, it takes around 90 minutes, and then of course you've got to get out the other end get your bags back or go through security and then you've got heavy traffic getting in and out of the cities as well so um The other options would have been driving, which I believe is four to six hours, depending on the traffic, or catching the Amtrak, which is about four hours. This takes it down to 75 minutes. So it's like, yeah, really good. Um, And they're they're flying it using their fleet of Cessna Grand Caravan ex-amphibians. So these are planes that can actually land on the land, um, but they've also got floats, obviously, to land on the river, which is really cool. Um, Hmm. They're only eight-seaters, and that's actually really beneficial for the travelers because it means that you only need to arrive about 10 minutes before the flight to check in so you Mm. can literally you know just leave your office scoot down to the harbour and and jump on the plane like you were catching a taxi which is pretty cool um so yeah they're going to be launching as I say on the 3rd of August they're looking to fly around four rotations um a week through the summer but I get the feeling that they'll be adding a lot more um to this service in the future if it all goes well um you know, and actually, you've got some Fortune 500 companies with offices at both ends of the route. So I can see it being really popular. It's not mm. cheap, mind. <laughs> Fair start imagine. from uh, $395 one way. Um, but you can imagine, you know, if you're an executive and you need to hop up to New York for a meeting, you know, that that makes it possible to do a one-day meeting or a half-day meeting and get mm. back to your other office or back to your family in time for tea. Um, but so but th-
0: would it? Because I thought you said um, four rotations a week.
1: Oh, sorry, it's four rotations daily. Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> sorry, um, no, I, I completely messed up my words there. So, yeah, there's like two mm. in the morning and two yeah. in the afternoon. The last oh, one's quite amazing, late in then. the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can literally go and come back in the same day.
0: Um, mm.
1: And if you're interested in checking it out, they have issued a 10% discount on its published fares. Um, you just need to enter the code N-Y-S-B-N-H at their website when you're booking, which is the, the three-letter codes for both the airports it's serving Mm. or seaports, skyports, I'm not quite sure what they're called but NYS is New York seaport, skyport, sorry and Bnh is Boston Harbour. So, you know, I think it's pretty cool and it's almost like we're stepping back in time because um, the Manhattan skyport, you know, it's been around since 1936, Mm. um, way back when Pan Am was flying its Boeing 314 Clippers from there and across the Atlantic and, you know, smaller seaplanes were hopping around even in the 1980s um, but it's really kind of fallen out of favor and now it's making a bit of a resurgence um, hmm. so yeah as well as dying more routes in 2022 I believe the airline is also exploring options for electrifying its seaplanes in the future oh, nice. so uh, eventually these Electric may well plus be
0: water sounds great
1: <laughs> <laughs> no they'll make it work it's cool yeah. um, eventually these will be carbon neutral or negative flights which will be even cooler. So uh, hmm. very jealous. I want to live in New York and work in Boston now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I just kind of wanted to wrap up with a light-hearted. it's not necessarily lighthearted, but I just found it a really interesting story. And it's not really news, but I went down a proper wormhole yesterday, um, because I found this 2007 Ryanair presentation. And it was about placing your branding on the side of one of the airline 737s. So <laughs> How much do you reckon it would cost to do that for a year?
1: God, it's got to be loads, hasn't it? I mean, a million?
0: It's not as much as you think, actually. It's only 200,000 euros um, to have your, uh, like, basically take over the livery of the aircraft. And um, you get a generous discount of 60,000 euros if you only want to half wrap the aircraft. Um, (laughs) Of course, this is a presentation from 2007, so maybe these figures aren't, correct anymore, or maybe, like, I don't even know if Ryanair still offered this as a service, because I haven't seen any Ryanair aircraft that have anything other than sort of little stickers on the side but you know I just I went for a big deep dive down (laughs) Ryanair history lane and discovered that actually there's quite a few planes in the past have had um, Ryanairs uh, have had not Ryanair branding so uh, Echo India Charlie November Yankee flew in the Kilkenny Irish beer livery uh, Mm, for quite a few years (laughs) then there was Echo India Charlie Juliet Charlie. Charlie had the Hertz car rental livery. Um, Echo India Charlie November Tango had Vodafone and News of the World. Oh Um, dear. (laughs) I know. Um, Not at the same time, mind. Um, Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) um, Echo India Charlie, Sierra Charlie had a blue cable and wireless livery. Who are Um, they?
1: (laughs) They uh, disappeared a long time ago. God, I remember my mum having those.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, you know, I I had to look it up. Um, (laughs) But then... Uh, Echo India, Echo Mike Kilo, I found an interesting one because that was the only one that I could find where somebody had only done the half wrap and that was National Express, the sort um, of long distance bus service. Keen for the
1: 60,000 um, euro discount there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Have you ever heard of ISL?
1: No. <laughs> so that's <laughs> like
0: that? a defunct Irish um, cell phone operator. They had uh, some funky blue and purple livery on Echo India, Charlie Delta, Juliet. Um, Jaguar had a sort of silver and black livery on Echo India. I've seen that one.
1: Yeah, I love that plate. actually. I think it looks gorgeous. I mean, why has nobody done, like, a a green and black livery? It looked so nice.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy because, you know, like... These have the tiny old 737 engines and you've only got Ryanair written on the engines in sort of <laughs> tiny lettering. But then there's another one which I really love and is still around today. But I kind of think it's cheating because I don't think it's sort of a paid sponsorship deal. Uh, but Echo India Delta Charlie Lima has a Boeing livery on it. Um,
1: oh, right. Just like with, the house livery.
0: Yeah, the sort of the house livery with the uh, Ryanair tail. Um <laughs> And I love that one. Um, But also, just so again, cheating, a lot of planes still have um, little stickers on the back saying like, oh, Fuerteventura or whatnot. Uh, And apparently, some have even had several digs at other carriers I discovered because (laughs) uh, Echo India Delta Lima Mike had Bye Bye Late Hansa written on the back of it for quite a while. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, not really news, but um, I found that really interesting. And sort of in the article I've written on that, we got photos of each of the planes I just mentioned. So if you find it interesting seeing Ryanair planes not in the Ryanair livery, check it out.
1: Yeah, definitely. We should totally do some um, coverage on like airlines having a dig at other airlines because that, <laughs> yeah. I remember Virgin did a No Way BAA one when they were yeah. when British Airways and American were tying up, um, mm. and I think EasyJet did a. Um, stop BA stop go when they launched their their go their low-cost carrier which um, EasyJet actually bought in the end but Mm. I think it's really cool I mean more airlines should uh, have a dig at other airlines in their liveries I reckon
0: (laughs) I don't know maybe it's not good for relationships but it makes an interesting story
1: it definitely does definitely does Mm. oh well I think that's about all we've got time for today we hope you enjoyed our podcast and as usual we welcome your feedback at podcast at simpleflying.com
0: For more great content, you can visit our website at simpleflying.com or find us on social media. Simply search for Simple Flying.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Bye.